Welcome to the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast, where we talk all things property deal sourcing, packaging, business systems, and outsourcing. Whether you're sourcing for yourself, packaging deals for others, or a bit of both, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get more strategies, tactics, and tips for sourcing killer property deals over at GoliathSourcingAcademy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Dunsmore and Brad Lazarus. Hey everyone, it's Mark Dunsmore, Goliath Sourcing Academy here, and welcome to another session of the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast. In this session, we're actually going to be talking all about property due diligence. Now, you may have noticed already that Brad isn't here. Now, the way that you may have realized this already is, of course, Brad is usually who introduces the podcast. And actually, today and probably for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be uh, delivering these on my own. The reason being, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the Eagle Eye Sourcing Academy at the moment, both from an insider's circle point of view, also from a marketing point of view. So Brad is really sort of eyes down in the middle of all of that stuff. And actually a lot of the content that we're being asked to create at the moment is very specifically around tactical property stuff. And being the property expert that I am at Goliath Sourcing Academy, it made sense rather than us delaying releasing more sessions of the podcast, what I could do is just start delivering some on my own. So for those of you that don't like my voice, I am so sorry, uh, but hopefully the content will make up for that. Uh, for those of you that do enjoy listening to me, thankfully for you, you're going to have a lot more of me over the foreseeable future. Plan is to try and release two podcasts a week. Uh, they're gonna be very specifically around property content, property tactics, uh, property challenges that you are facing, and um, specifically, for example, this one on property due diligence. So hopefully you're gonna enjoy them. Hopefully you're gonna enjoy this session. It still follows the same format in terms of sourcing with Mark, a pre-recorded session that I have done. So you're gonna benefit from that. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you take a lot of nuggets from it. Hopefully you can apply the knowledge to your property businesses. So that's it from me, enough of an intro. Let's crack on with property due diligence, um, our complete guide to help you on your journeys. Now, I cannot emphasize enough how important property due diligence is for all property investment strategies. Without proper due diligence, you risk taking on property deals that just simply don't generate any profit or even worse, they end up costing you money. Now, often the reason for property failure is either non-existent poor or at best hopeful due diligence, which is something we're hopefully going to help you avoid today. Now, from area research to estimating utilities, buying costs to estimating refurbishments, even understanding the difference between market price and market value, in this session, we've hopefully got you covered. Now, before we go on, let's just give you a definition of what property due diligence is. In its simplest definition, it is the research that is carried out on a property to assess its suitability for your requirements. Now, 
research covers many, many different things. And of course, some of which apply to all property investment strategies with others only really being specific to those that require it. So really it's very important to know your investment strategy inside out because different investment strategies are going to take different elements of property due diligence into consideration. Now, an example of this might be a property that you intend to purchase, do up and sell, something we often refer to as a flip. That would need different due diligence, of course, to a property you intend to take on a rent to rent basis. Understanding your property investment strategy is going to help you focus your attention on the right due diligence and, of course, help you avoid any issues in the future. So we mentioned area research. One thing that you are going to need to carry out for everything, all strategies, no matter what you're doing, is area research. The research that you do is going to depend on the strategy itself. It depends on what you intend to do with that property when you take ownership control of it, which is sometimes what we refer to as your exit strategy. If you intend to let it out, um, is it in an area where you int your intended tenant type wants to live? If you intend to flip it, are the buyers who are prepared to pay what you want to achieve from the asking price once you've done it up, are they in the area, are they interested in the area that you have purchased that property in? Is the potential investment regeneration in the area that could lead to long-term capital growth? The more you understand an area, the more likely you will be to avoid mistakes with your exit strategy. That rock solid local area knowledge is not only going to help you avoid mistakes, it's going to give you confidence when dealing with your agents, your vendors, your landlords, but it's also going to give them confidence in you that you know what you're talking about, you know your numbers, and trust me, in the industry, that really does go a long, long way. Now, a particularly important element of property due diligence is going to be that you have to understand valuations, or I prefer to call it appraisals, of property prices, whether it's for sale or to rent. There are so many factors that are going to affect the price. It could be the area, it could be the condition, the desirability, and of course, the competition, what is currently on the market. Your job is to get to know your area inside out so that when you're speaking with the estate agents, the letting agents, you're already that one step ahead when it comes to understanding actual market value versus what they're suggesting that price should be. So that brings me on to a little bit of a pet hate of mine. It's kind of a funny one because I used to be an agent myself, but agents Understanding the actual sales market value versus what an estate agent markets the property at is very important for your property due diligence, especially, of course, if your chosen strategy involves a purchase at any stage of the property, whether it's traditional purchasing or, of course, strategies like lease options. You've got to remember that estate agents are instructed by vendors to market their properties for the best price possible, and agents are paid a commission based on the price that they achieve. The higher price, the higher their commission. So that naturally means that often they're going to try their luck at prices that are much higher than what we consider to be actual market value. And that is what is based on the comparable evidence of similarly sold properties in the area. Now, knowing what that actual market value of a property is allows you to start that negotiation at the number where you break even 
and that excludes costs of course and um, but importantly it's where you break even so that, that actual market value is the starting point for any property purchase that you intend to make now the other thing most property investment strategies involve generating income by renting the property out to tenants whether that's single tenants multiple tenants holiday lets whatever it might be now if you've chosen to go down the single let route then you're going to need to understand the amount of rent that you're going to be able to achieve you might be choosing to go down the multi-let route so that's renting your property to a group of sharers and um, either maybe as a group or on a room by room basis in which case you're going to need to know what the room rate in the area is and of course what the ceiling rent is, the highest rent that you're going to be able to uh, achieve before starting to struggle. If you understand that, you're in a strong position. Of course, you might choose to go down the short-term stay path, the holiday let route, uh, and in this instance you're going to need to know how much it is you might be able to charge per night, weekends, weekdays, whatever it might be. Now the method is the same whether uh, that you're going to use uh, that you would use for sales. You're going to look at what's currently on the market. You're going to take an average across three or four, and then that's going to give you a base number to work from. But whichever exit you have decided to follow, you're going to need to know how much income that property is likely to achieve so that you know whether it's going to be worth investing in or not. Now, another big one in my experience is estimating refurbs and the fact that people underestimate the refurbishment costs. And that is a big, big mistake that investors make. And it's not just inexperienced, it's the experienced ones as well. Now, you may have seen the program Homes Under the Hammer. Someone buys a property at auction. Uh, they tell the cameras what they're going to do, what they're going to achieve, what the refurbishment budget is. And most experienced investors laugh at what they say. Now, later on in the program, they come back to the property and somehow, even with unexpected costs, they've managed to keep the refurbishment within budget. But what the experienced, inexperienced viewers don't consider are the man hours spent at the property decorating, stripping floors, tidying gardens, all the other factors that would cost most investors money because they're unlikely to do the work themselves. And that means unrealistic estimates mean that something unexpected is always going to come up. It invariably does. The bigger the cost, the more profit is eaten up to the point which some deals actually cost investors money rather than making them any. Now, you've also got to remember there's gonna be strategic, uh, strategy specific refurbishment costs. And I keep referring back to strategy specific, but it's very important to remember. Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail about things like color palettes and furnishings and cushions and everything else, because this isn't about interior design. But what I am going to talk to you about is um, a couple of specific refurbishment requirements that you're going to need to be careful with. Now, flipping properties, buying refurbishment properties and selling them for profit, you're going to usually require a much higher quality of finish than a property you maybe intend to let out on a buy to let. If you try and scrimp and save on fixtures and fittings, you're going to be found out and you are not going to achieve the profit that you wanted to achieve. For higher end properties, it might also be worth considering staging, furnishing, dressing the property, making it look pretty for prospective buyers, giving them an idea as to what it's gonna be like to live there. But if you do do that, you're going to need to remember to factor that into your refurbishment costs as well. 
Now, the other thing you've got to factor in is regulatory requirements. So if you intend to convert that property into an HMO, a house of multiple occupation, a multi-let, then the property needs to meet certain criteria in order to become licensed, in order to be considered safe by the local councils. That might include hardwired smoke alarms, fire doors, fire protection, space requirements. And all of these things need to be considered when it comes to the costs. And invariably, they cost a little bit more. So you need to be aware of that. And of course, the other thing, finally, uh, just on this, is furnished or unfurnished. You need to remember that is there going to be a furnishing cost? That does add quite a substantial amount at the end if you decide to furnish the properties for your tenants. If you haven't factored that into your costs, it's a very expensive thing to miss. And it starts to eat away at your property profit. Now the other thing, refurbishments, last thing is a contingency. For those of you that don't know what a contingency is, it's a percentage that you add on top of the refurbishment estimate for any missed or unexpected costs that you might encounter when doing work to the property. Now on larger projects, we usually factor an additional 20% of the refurbishment cost just in case. Smaller properties, maybe it might only be 10%. Either way, having that buffer is going to give you the peace of mind just in case something is discovered. And of course, if nothing is discovered, that's money back into your pocket. So moving on, we've got setup costs. We need to, um, and when I talk about setup costs, I'm talking about things that you, costs you're going to incur uh, before the property becomes yours, whether you are own it uh, or whether you're doing a more creative strategy such as rent to rent or lease options. Now, the reason that these are important to include in your due diligence is because it's usually cash that you need up front before completing on the deal. Now, setup costs might, of course, include things such as solicitor fees, surveys, uh, stamp duty if you're buying the property, mortgage advisor fees, and um, all of these things that generally you need to find upfront to be able to pay those respective uh, services. Now, the other thing is when you're working out your true profit, you're going to need to factor all of these in because ultimately you want to learn how quickly you can return uh, get a return on that initial capital investment. So you need to know exactly what that is. Now, of course, we're coming down to now things that are strategy specific, which of course imply things such as running costs. So you need to factor in running costs, things such as your mortgage repayments, your insurance costs, uh, your utility bills, if you, you choose to include these as part of your rent, property management fees, all of these things are things you're going to have to factor in in terms of working out your monthly profit from that property deal. And of course, you're going to need to remember that there are going to be additional expenses that are going to be variable. Uh, they're going to vary in frequency. They're going to vary in cost, things like maintenance, voids, tenant arrears. So what I like to do is I like to allow for one month's void per year and a 10% maintenance allowance per month, uh, both of which we provision into a separate bank account. It almost goes into like a savings account, a rainy day fund, and hopefully it never comes, uh, but it's there just in case. Now, just to wrap it all up, practice makes 
perfect. Confidence in property due diligence is going to come from practicing, practicing, practicing. So what I want you to do is find a property online, use one of the property portals, Rightmove, Zoopla on the market, and then follow the due diligence process specific to the property investment strategy that you have chosen. Go through the process, go through and do it on multiple times, repeat it, repeat it over and over and over again. Don't go and view the properties initially if you start first starting out, because what this does is it gets your eye trained on what you're looking for, the process that you need to follow, and that's going to give you confidence so that when you do go and view these properties with the agents, you're looking for the detail, you're looking for the refurbishment costs, you're looking for the big costs that you're going to have to do, boilers, central heating, double glazing, roof repairs, all of these things that you'll get a feel for when you attend the property, but you really want to be going in there as prepared as possible. So make sure that practice makes perfect, do that over and over again, train your eye into how to doing the due diligence for your specific strategy. Hopefully that has been of use to you. Uh, good luck and happy sourcing. Welcome back. Hopefully you enjoyed that session. It was um, really fun to make. Uh, property due diligence is something very close to my heart. Uh, it's something that a lot of property investors, even those that are experienced, still get wrong to this day. Um, and usually, like I mentioned in the training session itself, usually the reason for getting property due diligence wrong is actually to do with trying to do something, make it something that it is not. So trying to over-egg values, flips for example, a lot of investors over-egg the sale price that they hope to achieve and inevitably that chips down into the profit. And also refurbishment estimates are probably one of the biggest faults that I see in terms of getting the numbers wrong. So hopefully it's going to give you some tips and tricks to make sure you don't make those mistakes. You get better, more quality property deals and you don't fall into the traps that others are going to fall into. So hopefully you've enjoyed that session. Hopefully you're going to tune in to future sessions that we create. They're going to be very much around the property tactics side of things. Uh, to continue the conversation, do please join in the Facebook group. Uh, you can join the Facebook group. Just find Goliath Sourcing Academy on Facebook. If you're already in there, please feel free to ask questions. Uh, I try and get in there very regularly to help you out. Also, uh, if you want to follow us, you can tune in to the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast, of course. We also create these videos on YouTube if you like to watch us on uh, more visually. Uh, so you can tune into our YouTube channel, Glide Sourcing Academy. And of course, we're on all the various social media platforms. If you're interested in our training support program. It's called our Insider Circle. You can check that out at goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash insider circle to find out a lot more about how we make property training accessible, affordable, uh, with high quality support there to help you on your property journey. So that's it from me. Hope you have a fantastic day. Make sure that you do those numbers, get that practice in and get moving on that property journey of yours. In the meantime, as always, happy sourcing. <laughs>